You're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM here in Kingston, and welcome to Screening in Kingston. No fan questions today to kick the show off as everyone starts to huddle up for winter. It's like people can sense when they know we're going to have a light episode. This always happens, yeah, when it's a lighter week. But then we complain, we say it's a light week, and then we end up running out of time anyways. So. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's funny because we, I don't think that I can remember, I don't think we've ever had a week where it's been like, oh, it's super light, but thankfully we have fan questions. It's been, we have so much to talk about, and this is the week that everyone wrote 20 fan questions. Yeah, like I feel like our listeners right like at the least opportune time yeah, is what yeah, i'm trying yeah, to say like yeah. i everyone knows my favorite segment is the mailbag so yeah. I, I i love what everyone writes in but it's yeah. the days where i'm like oh gosh like how am i gonna have enough content like last week two movies talking about your wedding and we yeah. had like eight questions yeah this week one movie don't have anything else to talk about no questions yeah <laughs> so it's it's really funny but we do have some extra headlines from last week that we didn't get to yeah but one so of them is headlines. particularly juicy and we will still do a wedding update segment yeah i mean that should be part of it i mean should we just do that now i mean that could be our that could kick us off okay well uh then let's play my little opening and uh, then we'll get to it The wedding had to be fun. You get the decorations, families, families coming together. That's a nice moment. What'd you have to eat? Crab cakes. Are you kidding me? Crab cakes? How can you not have a good time eating crab, crab cakes. cakes? I love them. And They're you phenomenal. Band? Did you have a band? It's a great band. It's a bad band. It's like pizza, baby. It's good no matter what. There's music in the get air. Them playing, shouting, yeah. Hey, a little bit oh, 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 So uh, we had our meeting with Father Justin Mm -hmm. on Saturday, our Mm -hmm. first meeting of probably what will be many. Um, Catholics do wedding prep. It's kind of mandatory. Is there a – I remember like my my friend who who got married in the summer, uh, they had a Catholic wedding and they had some classes and Mm -hmm. prep stuff that they did sort of on a weekly basis for a little bit. Is that similar to what you're doing? So we're going to do – sort of the crash course it's Mm. normally like a weekend we're gonna do that in brockville in february and then we're meeting with father justin periodically he's gonna have us watch videos and then we're gonna get together and discuss the videos great so um catholics get a lot of prep a lot of prep (laughs) i you know hey and i mean i'm not a super religious person but i think prep is always good like how it's not bad yeah no matter your denomination if you're religious not religious i think some sort of wedding prep yeah would be really beneficial to a lot of people i got people get mad at me when i say things like i think it should be like not it doesn't necessarily have to be mandatory but close like more more encouraged when people want to have kids or get married to do oh here's a, here's a, a course on thinking. it Here, yeah here's a course for for people who want to get married okay well, I'm you're gonna sit down with someone and they're gonna walk you through it and you're gonna see if this is for you because they do like you know they ask they have you like plan a budget they have yeah. you like decide like who's gonna be in charge of child rearing if it's yeah. if it's gonna be together how, how do you envision those duties so like questions that hopefully most couples have thought about at least once but, but maybe not everyone people, does some people don't yeah. plan those things so it's nice to have sort of a a third party be like hey let's be adults about this and yeah so yeah so we did that um we're meeting with our caterer next week which is why i can't record yes taylor will not be here for next week's episode <laughs> but never fear because next week it's a special it's episode. a special episode to preview Star Wars, the last, the ninth movie that's coming out um, in about two weeks. I thought it was um, timely. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it is timely that you're away, and next week's episode will be kind of recapping the eight uh, Skywalker trilogy movies thus far. But I'll also talk about the Mandalorian. Uh, bring on some special guests. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, talk about Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. We'll talk about yes for people. 
people who like Baby Yoda. Even I know who Baby Yoda <laughs> yes, is. Yeah, and exactly. I'm a fan. Exactly. So next next <laughs> week, so everyone knows, no Taylor next week, but don't worry, fun Star Wars content. Yes. Or you can skip it. And, <laughs> and get Taylor the week after. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking. Please, please listen to the Star Wars episode. Yeah. It will be great. So, yeah, that's the update. That's oh, great. Uh, and we're in we, – we know the kind of the bartender we're going to use. Oh, we're just looking at quotes. I have no – like, I don't drink, so mm. I have no frame of reference as to, like, right. how much alcohol do you need for 100 people? Is Dan, like, a drinker? Does he have more of a sense of it? Or? Yeah, so he's in charge. Oh, okay, of that. Okay. Um, luckily. Uh, so hopefully he'll kind of, you know, figure that out. But it's not – Calm, like, how often do you purchase enough alcohol for a hundred people? Like, um, it's never, very unusual, yeah. so um, we'll figure that one out. But that's other than yeah, that, that's yeah. kind of yeah. it's run of the mill plans right now. But that's good. I mean, again, like you, you said, I'm still surprised you get things are moving fast, like, you're yeah. things are picking up and happening a lot faster than I thought. So, this is yeah. good. Yeah. There you go. So, that's been that's been a wedding update from Taylor. <laughs> that has been a wedding update. Um, so we're going to be talking about uh, Knives Out this week. That's what Taylor uh, saw. We're going to have her review in a, f- a few minutes for that. Um, go through some headlines and then maybe at the end of this episode we'll do just a quick rundown of how the rest of December looks because yeah. we did have a fan question about that last week that we did not answer. We were um, like, uh, we don't know. Question mark. <laughs> we now know. So we'll <laughs> we'll walk through uh, our plans for kind of the, the rest of the month, mm-hmm. the sort of next four episodes at least. Um, and we'll do that at the kind of end of this episode. But first, why don't we get to Knives Out, the movie of this week? Yeah, so Dan and I went to the the big theater, as we say. Yeah. Um, we went to the Cineplex, and we saw Knives Out. I kind of, this was one of those movies that was kind of going under the radar. Like, yes. It was on, like, I knew about it. I wanted to see it. But, like, I haven't been seeing a, a ton of promotion for it. Yeah, I think I've seen one trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's getting really great reviews. Mm-hmm. And it was a really great movie. Okay. So you so, did enjoy it, yeah. kind of like Parasite where, like, I almost enjoyed this movie more than Parasite because this movie was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, It's definitely a classic whodunit. Yes. Um, with, like, a little bit of a modern twist like it's not sometimes when they i feel like when people want to make like classic whodunit movies like when they remade murder on the orient express yes they like set it in that time period whereas like it's very much in this time period it's very much you know a contemporary story it does have some things to say about that is rare like that is rare for for that type of film i didn't i thought it was set in a different time just even from the trailer like it just i would have assumed oh it's the 70s or 80s or whatever but it's not now there's definitely like some stylistic things that like i can see owed to 70s but it's still like you know the their clothes they're wearing are contemporary even if they are stylized yeah yeah um they do make some a little bit that a lot of mention. No, I shouldn't say a little. There's a lot of mention about sort of illegal immigrants and like the place of an immigrant um, in American society. And because this is essentially the premise of the movie is that it's a very well-to-do family because the patriarch of the family um, is who is played by Christopher Plummer is a uh, mystery writer. Mm. So he's like built an empire on mystery novels. Okay. And so um, through his wealth, his chil- his adult children have become successful. So Jamie Lee Curtis plays the eldest daughter um, and she's like a real estate tycoon. Um, uh, Michael Shannon. I think yes, that's, yeah, Michael Shannon. He yeah. plays the youngest brother um, uh, who like kind of uh, uh, administers the, the publishing house Believe it or not, there's another. Oh, the it's, um, it's uh Tony Collette. Yeah, that's her name. Yep. she plays. Um, she's the widow of like another brother. You okay, never yes, meet never the meet the third okay. brother, but yeah. like she, like the I guess the the uh, what do you call that? Their sister-in-law. Oh, okay, so okay. that's kind of. But like, the, so that brother's dead. Yeah, right, and okay. she's sort of like a, a like a gloop, like a Gwyneth Paltrow type. Very cool. Um, and so they're all coming together with their their children, the kind of the extended family in a sense that it's you know the grandkids are coming to celebrate his birthday, Christopher Plummer's birthday, and then the night of his of his birthday. He dies. Hmm. It seems like it's a suicide, but of course, because it's a classic whodunit. 
Yeah. It's actually murder. It's murder, right, right. So the rest of the movie is finding out who murdered Christopher Plummer. And that's um, Daniel Craig plays the kind of person who comes yeah, to he plays a southern, like a Louisiana. Oh, okay. Like Bayou. Like he has like a really southern drawl. Yeah. Uh, and he plays this sort of the gentleman detective who's hired to uh, find out who the murderer is. So it's a pretty classic setup. Yes. Um, yeah. Very early on in the movie, you think you know what's going on, um, but there's obviously something else afoot because if the thing that went on went on, it wouldn't be a movie. You right, know what I right, mean? right. So something happens in the movie. You're like, okay, like I think I know what's going on. And then it kind of like ripples out from there. So it was twisty. It was turny. Um, you know, it, it freaks – like not like – freak out in the sense that like you think you're it's going one way and then it goes then it another go, yeah, way yeah, yeah. um so really great storytelling it's by the director of one of the star wars yeah movies. ryan johnson who who's done a couple other things as well but yeah he, he was the one who did the controversial last jedi movie right um he likes he, he's really big on like here's your expectations and i'm gonna kind of change subvert and subvert it and go a different direction. and that was this movie yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard that. I've heard that this is like this is a Ryan Johnson movie, and people, even people who didn't like that Star Wars movie, you'll enjoy this probably because it's not Star Wars, but like it's, it's, it's got that feel. Yeah, it's that classic who's done it. In and a mystery yeah. movie, you want to be yeah. tricked. Well, yeah, or, you want that. Yeah. Um, and I have no frame of reference. I mean, I think I've I probably have seen other movies by him and just didn't know right. that they were by him because yeah. I think he's done he's done quite a few. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I know he's done like a few brand name. Yes, movies. yeah, he's done a few of um, them. Yeah, he wrote, directed, and I think maybe even produced this movie. So it definitely is one of those Martin Scorsese like yeah, si- this singular is, vision. Yeah, this is his vision. This is what um, he wanted. It worked. Yeah. yeah, like it was a very enjoyable film from beginning to end. Um, sometimes ensemble casts don't work. Like, I'm not always a fan of the ensemble cast. This was an ensemble cast that worked very well, very tight, good chemistry. Um, uh, the writing was really good. Um, uh, Chris, one of the Chris's. Evans. Chris Evans. I wanted to say Pine. Chris Evans, um, plays one of the grandsons, who's, like, now an adult grandson, because he's obviously, like... Isn't he pushing 40 in real life? He's, yeah, he's almost 40, I think. Yeah, I think so like 38, 39. in the movie, he's, like, playing his own age. Um, he, like, plays a character, the type of character I'm not used to seeing. Because he's plays kind of, he normally plays, like, the good guy. Well, yeah, he's been Captain America for 10 years, yeah. He's not Captain America in this movie. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting, yeah. So, and Even the other big movie he did recently, not big one, but it was an independent one that he did after all the Avengers stuff girl. was with the little girl and he's like the good dad trying to get her through yeah. like school. So he's always played the good guy. Like yeah. sometimes I feel like he plays like not like a not scumbag, but like kind of like, you know where he's like, he's like kind of washed up, but you still root for him. Um, you know, kinda... not another teen movie. Have yeah. you seen that? So he's the, he's the jock yeah. in not another teen movie. Right. Whereas like kind of full of himself, but the kind of the heart of gold, but charming, yeah. but like still has that kind of like, darker more so sinister he side. really yeah. plays that up in this movie wow um so i think people who are a fan of him yeah. and maybe people who aren't a fan of him will see him in something different and maybe this will win you over a little bit yeah because he does a really good job yeah, it sounds different um yeah just like a really like production design because it takes place in this sort of like like gothic country estate like at one point the care one of the characters says like christopher Plummer's character they say he like it's like he lives in our friggin clue board and like that's what the the house looks like you know what i mean (laughs) yeah 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 and it's very yeah 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 and like so it looks really great um the costumes look great like i said the chemistry is really great there's two like straight man sort of well, there's, like, a straight man police officer and then another police officer who's, like, kind of in awe of the family because mm. he's a fan of the of the writer. Yeah. And so, like, he always gets, like, he gets a lot of goofy, like, throwaway lines. That's great. So, yeah, like, it's a great movie going into the holiday season where, um, like, we saw it on a Sunday afternoon. Came out. It was a snowstorm. Who knew? Uh, wasn't a snowstorm when we No, yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> but, um, it, but it was really a movie where, like, 
it was almost you know when I was so into the movie that when I came out it was a snowstorm. I'm like, what? Because like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? like, you're not. Yeah, you're kind of out of this. You're taken out of our world. Yeah, and it was yeah. very much like. So I would say if you can see it in theater, go see it in theater. Yeah, well worth it. And it's I've been saying you know our our fans write in and say Taylor doesn't like any movies. That's not true. I love movies. I've been waiting for movies like yeah. uh, like Knives Out. That yeah. is you know um, immersive, well written good acting but know. still fun you know like fun. that's the thing the movie's fun even though you know it, it sounds like there's some mystery and maybe some drama there is and, a, you know. a death yeah you know what i mean so yeah. like it's not but still in those like if you like i would say even if you're not a, few, a huge fan of mystery because like mystery is not my first sure. genre I'll like sure i watched a lot of midsummer night murder mysteries with my dad growing up so like i i'm aware i'm aware of the genre but it's not like my first pick but this movie was a lot of fun like i would definitely especially going into the holidays if you want a movie to go see with like maybe your parents or like friends from out of town just like it seems like one of those movies where it's not going to make anyone upset you know what i mean like it won't be divisive like yeah just like a nice movie that you could see you could see it with mom you could see it with your old best friend like maybe see it with mom and your old best friend like it was a it was a good movie. So it's a see it for. for oh, yeah, for definitely. Sure. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a, it's good to get kind of a nice, fun movie heading into the holidays. Yeah. Something cool to see on a snowy day. And that's like not disappointing. You yeah. know, yeah. it's almost it's almost better that it didn't have a huge promotion behind it. Yeah. Um, But it stands up. So maybe even if it was overhyped, I don't know. But yeah. it, it stands up. And I think it's going to be one of those movies you could return to. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. great. So there you go. That's Knives Out for for Taylor. Is it's a see it. Yes. So check that movie out. Um, one thing I wanted to quickly mention before we kind of get into to headlines and stuff is is so I didn't see a movie this weekend because I was away. Um, a friend of mine was having a birthday, but he's also moving to Whitehorse. So oh, it was wow. kind of like yeah, his wife got a job there. So it's also kind of like a oh going away party birthday thing type of thing. We rolling it all. Into yeah, one. yeah. We went to see The Room. At like a midnight screening, like eleven o'clock screening, uh, in Toronto, oh, like we were there, oh, away oh, for okay. the weekend. Um, and these happen like the screening room has yeah. done these before. Um, and I, you know, I've seen it in a movie theater before, but I was with a lot of people who had never seen the movie or had never seen it in a movie theater. And if you're going to see the room, you should see it in a movie theater. And it should people. be an audience. Yes, audience, which um, this one was because it enhances what is again the perfect terrible movie like the the perfect worst movie of all time it enhances it in a way that you just can't explain until you're there there aren't really words for the room no if i mean you can't explain it i would think the majority of our listeners probably have seen i would imagine the room, yeah. knowing like everyone's dialed into the screening room here yeah. in kingston i feel like they've gone yeah. but like if you haven't you should go you should see it and you should see it with a crowd of people because the first time I ever saw the room, and I think I've brought this up before, was like I was alone, like in my house, Me too. like just because I was like, "What is this? I need to figure it out." And I was like, "This is awful." But I now, you know, having seen it, I think this is my third time I've seen it with an audience. Uh, like I think I've seen it with an audience three times, and then I've shown other people the movie. Yeah. So I think I've seen it like eight or nine times. Like I've seen the movie a, a, a lot, but this is maybe my third or fourth. I can't remember three or four, but uh, you know. I just to reiterate that now that's fresh in my memory, like you should see this movie in a theater if you're going to see it with audience participation because it just makes everything so much better. And it's a it's a quick 90 minutes and it just flies by when with other people. I'm going to give another um, independent movie theater a plug. Yeah. Um, Princess Cinemas in Waterloo. Mm. Um, they frequently show the room yeah. throughout the year. And. Um, this is the second year running where they're having Greg. What's his last name? Oh, um, he's the yes. See, uh, it starts with an S, doesn't it? Um, he wrote the disaster. He wrote he's this, in the movie. He, he plays the best friend. Yeah, Mark, Mark in the movie. He plays yeah. Mark. Greg Cito C- or something, something like along that. those yes. lines. So he did a screening and a Q and A in Waterloo last year, and he's going back. It's amazing. So um, I would love to ask him if, questions about yeah, this. Yeah. If you are, and I'm pretty sure the tickets are very affordable. They're not like a yeah. hundred dollar no, ticket. No, no, no. Um, and I, I hope it hasn't passed because I saw that Facebook post last week 
but they have pretty good promotion at Princess Cinemas. They're pretty good at like letting you know like in advance on Facebook and stuff. So, you know, Waterloo isn't that far from no, Kingston. No. Um and I'll tell you it's a it's a beautiful cinema. It's actually um two separate locations. There's the Princess Twin and then mm. like the original That's cool. um, within walking distance of each other. And um, that was the theater I went to in my undergrad. Great, great theater. So if you can, I'm all for plugging our local businesses. Yes. And even if it's a yeah. little bit not so local, um, they definitely. And of course, the screening room does have the room. Yeah, every, every couple of ra- months. It's not as regular. Yeah, because I think the one in Toronto, I think it was the Carlton Cinema I went to in Toronto, which was also a smaller movie theater. It reminded me a lot of the screening room. Yeah. And it plays it the last Saturday of every month, they play the room. And that do was this. the theater I that I went to when I was in DC. They like alternated between the room and Rocky Horror Picture yeah, Show. Like that's exactly week, what I would do. They alternated between the two. If I if I was running, I would love to run an independent movie theater one time, and I would definitely maybe maybe only once a month each of them to really make them an, a spectacle or event, but I would do them regularly. Oh yeah. Both of them, Rocky Horror and so bring fun. people in. It's fun. It's a lot of, you know, a lot of people love to do that. Like it's kind of a great atmosphere thing. And if you can't go one month, you can go the next one. Yeah. I think it's great. And it's good entertainment for young adults so they don't get into trouble. Yeah, and I know it's that true. makes me sound like such a nerd, but I'm no, but thinking, true. you know, in a in a town like Kingston, where, you know, there's a lot to do, but maybe not necessarily for teens yeah. per se. It's, you know, you can you can be happy knowing that your teens are going to the same movie theater once a month. Yeah. Anyways, that's how I feel. It's I one of it's- those things that would become, for a lot of people, it would become a tradition. Yeah. At the end of every month, we buy six tickets and all our friends get together and we, we go to see Rocky. Costumes. Yeah, we go to see Rocky Horror and then next month we go to see The Room. And, then we yeah. go, like, and it would be, yeah, it would be great to do that. So yeah. screening room. There's your idea, screening room. Make a safe space for those weird teens <laughs> who need a safe space. That was me in high. I would have done if, in. Oh, I would one hundred percent have done that. Didn't, I grew no, up in Burlington. Yeah. We didn't have an independent movie theater. We had like what we called the cheapies, where oh, okay. it would get, you know, it would get the big blockbusters maybe like two weeks later. Sure. So the tickets were discounted. Sure. But it didn't have any sort of special programming. Yeah. You just saw the movies. I I grew up in Gettinaque. It's like 5,000 people. Yeah. And they only, like, they eventually got a little movie theater, but it was, you know, meaning the show's kids stuff. And then eventually, yeah, you get one yeah. or two kind of popular movies, but that Maybe was Maybe a it. month like, later. Yeah, yeah, a month <laughs> later. Like, it's not, you're not getting anything right away. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there for, for the room while we had some extra time today, just because that was what I did this weekend. And it's a good I, one. It's, it's, a, it's a very interesting experience. And I think that's the way I describe going to that movie. It's, you got to experience it. If I was to give it a rating, it wouldn't be see it or stream it or skip it. It would be experience, experience. it. It's the only way to, to watch Whereas, that Whereas, like, Rocky Horror Picture Show, you could watch. I think the film has merits. Like, you could well, yeah, watch that Well, yeah, and it's a musical, home. and the music's very good, and it's, you know, it, it has, even though it's a cult thing, I think it has its merits as, as a really strong movie. The Room does not have No, it it's only the cult. It, it's true. That's You're 100% right. It's, it's not like... Rocky Horror, even like I would say, you know, The Crow, one of your favorite yeah. movies, has a great cult following, yeah. but also is a good movie on you its own. You can watch that out, yeah. Exactly. But The Room is not in that same category. It just has that cult you following. You need people screaming at the screen yes. to truly yes. appreciate I 100% agree. this yeah. movie. Um, but yeah, there you go. That's uh, Those are our quick movie reviews for today. I have another movie review for oh, you. Oh, yes, of course. Klaus. Yes, you watch that on Netflix. Yes. So Netflix, of course, is pumping out more and more original content, as we know. And it seems steadily they're releasing their own Christmas stuff. I saw that in the Christmas night. Did um, you see that? Did you see that? That was an ad on um, on for Netflix with Vanessa Hutchinson. I watched oh, part of night it. Night with a night K. Night with a K. Yes. Christmas night. Yes. But he's Is she in, time, time travels? He does. Okay. She doesn't. I watched 15 minutes of it. She's also in another one where she's a... a princess switch or yes. something or the swapping princesses or something so they're yeah. making their own hallmark version and that's interesting because there's a there's a massive audience for those types of oh 100 yes i watched the christmas prince maybe the christmas last year prince and I don't know that one. she's like a journalist that goes to this mid like this European country to like cover the coronation of sure. a prince and then obviously falls in love falls with the prince, cl- of course classic. um not a great movie, but you know, 
there's a market for these cheesy corny ones so netflix is pumping out more and more of these but um every once in a while they come out with like kind of a nice good one yeah um so last year i hear it was the christmas chronicles i didn't watch this no, but it has like a kurt russell okay isn't it um and apparently, I, the my office consensus is that it was the, good. the Christmas Chronicles good. Okay. So, um, the same woman who gave me that review said, you know, Klaus, good. Good. Okay. So, so, so you went. Well, you decided. So okay, I gotta watch I, I'm this gonna watch see. it because yeah. you know it was the snowstorm was on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dan and I weren't going anywhere. I so said, let's put on a Christmas movie, and it was really good. Really. Yeah. For all things considered, like it. Being, for what it was, like it was, a Christmas it was a good animated. Movie. I mean, I'm. Our listeners probably know I'm a Grinch. Christmas isn't my favorite holiday. And you're not I'm a huge anime. Like, you haven't done a lot no, of like, animation stuff. I don't watch stuff. a like, ton of animation. Like some. But some. But, like, I'm not, like, an animation buff. No. Um, Jason Schwartzman is the lead like voice. Him. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's great. great. Yeah. Um, uh, the girl from uh, Dance Celebrity Crush. I don't think she's that pretty, but men find her really beautiful. She was on um, Parks and Rec. She's... Amy Poehler's friend in Parks and Rec. She oh, Rashida nurse. Jones? Rashida Jones. I don't know what the big appeal of Rashida Jones yeah, is. Yeah, I, I don't. Not just Dan. Other men have told me that she is the cat's meow. And oh, I really? I don't know why. But she also is in it. Okay. She's uh, voice talents. Joan Cusack um, does a voice. Oh, so some of the voice. voices you can recognize, um, Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald. Uh, really? Yeah, wow. he's in it. And then there's a couple of names that I didn't recognize. Okay, yeah. But overall, good voice acting. The animation was um, un- kind of an unusual style, like very stylistic, um, which I liked because I'm sick of seeing that animation that just looks like Frozen, like just that yeah, like, it's 3D. Like, yeah, yeah. it's like one style. This looks like a, almost like a storybook. Like That's in, awesome, yeah. Um, I like to see the new, the different styles of, yeah. of the animation come back, yeah. Um, it was an original story, but just like really sweet. Um, so if you're looking for a Christmas movie, definitely. Of course, this is just a, a stream it. It's not available um, in theaters. But a good obviously. stream it. It's but one it was, of those yeah. like it's worth streaming. That's it's the thing it. about a rating though. Like we stream it's aren't necessarily negative. It's usually actually positive. It's just yeah. like don't run out to see it or you can't see it, but you can watch in it at this, home and it's yeah. entertaining. In this case, it's definitely a stream it, and. Um, yeah, and I'll also give a shout out to Arthur Christmas, which is still on Netflix. Yeah, um, you brought if you that haven't up seen Arthur Christmas, it's still on Netflix. That one is also very good. Yeah, I've heard good things about that one. Like that's yeah. one I have heard. And it's good a lot of it, yeah. um, famous British actors yeah. that you would hear their voice and be immediately yeah. yeah no. Yeah, actually, for for our teaser. That there we're gonna have another Christmas or holiday episode <laughs> that we'll have. Before that, I actually I actually have a couple new additions to my list this year. Of yes, there's a few that I brought up last year that I want to, but there's a couple others that I'm like, okay, actually around the holidays I also really enjoy this movie. Yeah. Um, and I think that you know Arthur Christmas is one of the ones I actually have on my list to watch this year, just because I keep hearing good things about it. It's so well it's on my list. It. Yeah. Okay. I definitely I'll, recommend I'll Arthur chance. Christmas yeah. and Klaus. There you go, Klaus. Klaus is a uh, why. So why is it called Klaus? So um. Jason Schwartzman is a really spoiled boy who gets sent to this really remote island okay. community to be a postman as nice. like punishment by his dad. And he Already says, a great yeah. premise. <laughs> and he's like, if you don't send 6,000 letters, you're essentially cut off. Yeah. So Jason Schwartzman's a very, you know, self-centered, yeah. spoiled brat. Yeah. Um, and he obviously has some self-serving motives. And he kind of teams up with what they what they call the woodsmen, mm-hmm. who um, you eventually find out, <laughs> Dan said to me, he's like, so his name's Klaus. At some point, they start calling him Klaus, but both of us missed oh. how he got that name. Oh, I don't okay. know. So they just start calling him that. They just start calling and... the woodsman Klaus, oh, okay. um, who um, is essentially, for all intents and purposes, what we would consider Santa. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, but it's so, in a way, it's sort of the mythology of how Santa yeah. came to be, but very different. You know, like he's not Saint Nick or anything. Yeah. He's a woodsman who um, made toys and we find out later kind of why he stops making toys but he makes all these toys and it brings him a lot of joy so he teams up with um the uh 
Jason Schwartzman, and so Jason Schwartzman gets to deliver letters, these li- these oh. these requests from yeah, children yeah. Um, to kind of do his own thing, and then um, Klaus gets to deliver these toys, and that gives him a lot of fulfillment. Okay, interesting. Right? Yeah, so, so that is doing... kind of a cool premise of the, yeah. how they set that up. Yeah. So and and you get to see like how you know why. Why did why did they start using reindeers? Well, they had too many toys, and the little horse, the little yeah. postman horse, couldn't carry the couldn't toys, carry. so they yeah, yeah. trained some reindeers to do it. And then someone, um, these really interesting, what we would kind of consider like indigenous people. Mm-hmm. I think it's almost like, I think these this population lives in like northern Russia and like northern Finland. Oh, okay, it's like a like an indigenous group. So they. Um, feature a little bit in the movie and they they are the ones who like make the sleigh eventually so like all of the kind of the things we know about santa become evident in this movie but they never call him santa they just call him klaus and then there's this postman who's kind of a a hole that eventually obviously (laughs) eventually. you know he has a change of heart and it's it's Christmassy and and it's funny because they initially start delivering these toys. It's not even Christmas time. Right, right. So so eventually they start yeah. delivering it and it becomes yeah. And oh, like, it sounds good. She moves to this town and like the town's like really creepy and all the townspeople almost look like something out of a Tim Tim Burton movie. Yeah, yeah. Like they're all like you know they got bags under their eyes and the kids are yeah evil. So another film that I didn't hear much about, even though it was coming to Netflix, I didn't hear much about that. So it's interesting that the it, only reason you know, I knew. Uh, it had come because you know they do those stupid autoplay commercials. Yes, as you come in, yeah, yeah. So it was autoplaying for me, and I oh, thought okay. that looks good. And then someone had brought it up at work, and they said, yeah. "No, it's actually decided, really good. No, it's worth we'll watching." It yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you Klaus. go. Klaus, a stream it because you have no other choice. <laughs> good old Netflix. <laughs> good old Netflix. Okay. Well, we've got some headlines left over from last week, so yeah. we're gonna get into those right now. It's time for everyone's favorite segment, beloved by every single listener. Not a great plan. Let's do a head count here. Your brother, the demigod, a super soldier, living legend who kind of lives up to the legend, a man with breathtaking anger management issues, a couple of master assassins, and you, big fella. You've managed to piss off every single one of them. That was the plan. Not a great plan. That's right, it's not a great plan, where we take a look at headlines and current movie news and see what Tony Stark thinks of them. Here's our first headline. Harriet Screenwriter says a studio head once wanted Julia Roberts to play Harriet Tubman. Not a great plan. So this is, yeah, this has been out for a bit, and I had heard about this news, and we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, because we didn't want to rush it, because this is a lot. There's a lot to unpack. <laughs> um, so Gregory Allen Howard has been trying to make this movie about Tubman for about 25 years. So he, ha- it's been, I guess, a labor of love. Okay. Like, um, And so in 1994, he had written a script, and it landed on an exec's desk, who um, said they loved it. They thought, yes, the script's amazing, but we really think Julia Roberts should play the lead. And so I don't know who told the exec. I don't know if it was Gregory Allen Howard or if it was, like, someone else. But they said, you know, um, actually, dude, um, the historical Tubman was a black woman, just so you know. And Julia Roberts is not. Is not. And the exec said... Oh, well, that was so long ago, no one will know that. So here's what's interesting about this. Because the way I would have thought that conversation would go was Julia Roberts a big name and we just want to put her out there. No, like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Just from the yeah, timing like, of the movie. Hook and Pretty Woman and all that yeah, was coming out. doesn't matter. Like, she's popular. Household name. This was a time, especially in this time, where it was like, it's all about the household name doesn't matter otherwise but it's very interesting to me that not only did that the, the exec not know that about this person yeah, that has I'm this labor of love the, about by being like oh whatever they didn't know didn't know and <laughs> it was so long ago no one will remember that 
a, a important historical figure. It wasn't even that long ago. In no. like the grand scheme of history. No. That was like the Underground Railway, which was like the 1860s. 18, yeah, 60s, yeah. So. Because it just, ended with like the Civil War and the Civil War yeah, was like. A massive moment in American history and people wouldn't remember. Like in Canada, we know about the Underground Railway. Yeah. Well, I mean, we study it for the most part. So that's why I'm just, I'm shocked that like an American film exec in 1994 wouldn't have known who she was. That's what's shocking about it. It's like, it's unfortunate, but it's not that shocking of, of like whitewashing roles because it happens all the time and it still happens now. But this is ridiculous <laughs> in terms of what's going on. And like African-American woman acted in 1994 like well we you and i last week were naming popular ones so we were like well all these people were around and and even like if it was the big star thing it's like there are there were massive stars like oprah was acting quite a bit in the 90s and i could have seen them casting oprah as well certainly after she was in what color purple yeah i think was in the early 90s or was that later no, I think that's like I think ninety like a, I can't remember ninety I think around the same time like, like early somewhere in the early mid nineties color purple yeah. came out yeah and she was she was a star in that and then there was a massive movie that I can't remember who I think Halle Berry was starting to do big stuff like Monsters Ball came out later but she did something else before that. Well, I'm just saying it wasn't like African Americans were invented in 2019. And and it's not as though you wouldn't like that's the thing is like, as a film exec you would know who's the yes, common exactly. people. And you would know who who are the actors I have access to, who who is right now working in Hollywood and what what resources I have and yet to not know that piece of information and be like, "Oh, it'll be Julia Roberts and she'll play her." Is just like and what? to be honest like not even good casting. When has Julia Roberts ever played sort of a historical heroine? Isn't Her- Aaron Brockovich based on a real person? Yeah, but that takes place like that's more or less contemporary. Yeah, 80s, 90s. Yes, not. Yes, no, it's not. It's she's not, not like a. Uh, no, I don't think she's been in a. Like a historical. No, not that I can think of. So, yeah, I mean, am I surprised that a film exec, A, didn't know who Harriet Tubman was, and B, thought it would be okay to cast a white woman? No. It's just it's a completely different way, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's surprise. It's not surprising, but, like, it's also surprising in a different way, where it's not for the same reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, when people, because I even saw people outraging on Twitter, but they clearly didn't read the article. They yeah. were making, like, well, the person's just like, no, this executive was a moron. Yeah. Like, it's not just racism. It's stupidity of not knowing that if he, like, clearly if he's been trying to make this movie, but doesn't know anything about the character he's trying to make. It's well, no. To be fair, it wasn't the film exec who's been trying to make it for twenty five. Oh, it's years. just the movie's it's been trying to be. Gregory made. Allen Howard. Well, didn't they just? But they just came out with a recently. They just came out with a movie that Harriet Tubman's in. That's this. So the movie that's coming out, Harriet. Yes. This is the movie that Gregory Allen Howard has been trying to make. For oh, okay. So it, it, it's not someone. It's not a different one. It's like this yeah, is like the one that's him, been trying to make. Okay. I'll be honest. I'm not familiar with this Gregory Allen Howard. I believe he's a screenwriter slash producer. He's been trying for 25 years, and it was his script in 1994 that was that like film the guy went. was like <laughs> Julia Roberts, and this guy probably was, was like, like no time to die. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I will not have this made if it's. Um, yeah, it's just – it's such a – to me, it was such a weird piece of news to come out because, honestly, my first instincts was – everyone else's first instincts before reading it was this – How like, – how, like, how, like, this is another example white of whitewashing. History. And this is like, wow, this is coming out. This is so – but then when I read it, I went, what? Like, this is even stranger than He's I could racist. ever have imagined. He's racist and stupid. And stupid. Like, like – <laughs> So, for what it's worth, the Harriet movie looks very good. Yeah, I saw. Um, I actually saw the first trailer I saw for it was about just under a month ago. And it was the first time you even heard of the movie coming out, and it looked quite good. And I think, and I might be mischaracterizing this, but I think what Gregory Allen Howard said was why it took so long for us to make this movie was because um, people weren't ready to see an African-American woman kind of as like an action hero. Like, you know, because she's right. like, 
she's a real life action mm-hmm. hero essentially mm-hmm. like what she did and going essentially behind enemy lines and mm-hmm. risking her life to save all of these people so people weren't ready to see sort of the like an action movie with an African American woman as the mm-hmm. helm but now we have enough room for storytelling to yeah. be able to tell the story yeah. and do her service yeah. right and I'm sure this one's going to come to the screening room so we'll review it oh, when, yeah. it comes, when it comes I, I our teared way. up watching the tri- it was that powerful it's going to be good yeah yeah so could have been Julia Roberts. <laughs> so I'm gonna the whole time I'm watching that. So I'm gonna be like, oh, it's gonna be like, Julia Roberts. Julia would have done this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we have another headline? We have one quick one. One quick headline. Let's do it. Bong Joon Ho says he'll never direct a Marvel movie. Not a great plan. Now why? Because it seems like he'd be great at it. You'll love this. Okay. So, and I apologize if I've mispronounced his name, but of course this is the director of Parasite. Yes, director of Parasite. Old boy. Yeah. Um, he says, quote, I can't stand people wearing tight fitting clothing. <laughs> so he has said that <laughs> his personal problem with people in tight fitting clothing prevents him from making a superhero story. He finds the image mentally challenging. So maybe he would make a superhero movie if the superhero was in a box. But hey, he there's cannot... lots of cool superheroes who don't have tight clothing. I'm sure he could do something different. So with either it. this is it's his funny way, that that's the reason. Either this is his way of like being a smart aleck yeah, and being yeah. like, I'm not interested. Yeah. I don't want to make it. But I think I'm gonna take it at face value. I really hope that he has some weird phobia of people in tight clothes. I hope so. And that is the one and only reason why he will never make a Marvel movie. So when um, a couple, because I I saw Old Boy and I really liked it. A yes. couple. Years ago, when they sort of announced they were doing the, the New Mutants, which is like an X-Men spinoff, but it's it's basically – it's basically was like a horror movie, but it was mutants. It's like younger people who are teenagers discovering they have mutant powers. Was that a TV show? No, it wasn't. Um, but uh, it, there was a TV show that was kind of like it, but not as dark. Um, but they, which was – which is like on TV. It was on Fox Is James for a while. Mar- Marsters? Masters? No. Um, Spike is in a TV show. The guy who plays Spike and Buffy is in some sort of TV show with young people that may or may not have superpowers. Oh, I am not familiar with That's not the one I was thinking of. Well, you know, it's a common theme. Okay. Well, anyway, um, they, they so Fox actually made this movie, and they made it more like a horror movie. And what was it called? It's called New Mutants. But New Mutants. New Mutants. Horrible name. But, because that's what it was called in the comic books, but... It never was released because of the oh. Disney buyout. So when Disney bought them, it's just one of these movies. Um, the girl from uh, Stuck in Limbo, um, Game of Thrones, is in it. Maisie Williams, who played right. one of the leads in Game of Thrones. Yeah. And there's a quite of other young actors who are in it. He, the whose name we're not 100 percent sure to say. Um, Bangju. When I saw Old Boy, I actually thought, hey, this type of thing would be great for him. They're not in. They're also not in costume. Because they're just regular teenagers, but it's a horror movie. It's like, wouldn't it be horrific if you woke up and could he- read people's minds? Like, there's a horror element well, to that. Well, he made a vampire movie. Yeah. Th- that And that, to me, that type of thing would suit him. If it was more on the line of, like, let's let's do a superhero movie, but let's really genre it. Like, Logan, and Thor I think Ragnarok. He would. Like, throw it into a genre. I think he, the article does talk about how, like, he's not opposed to superhero stories. Just, I think, like, maybe, like aesthetically right well wouldn't it be interesting to th- to put a character like blade in his hands where yeah. it's like a bit of a a bit of a a darker take on superheroes even the comic book is quite um it has quite adult and and dark elements to it i feel like he'd, he'd have a lot of fun with that type i just of feel like he's the type of director that would want to make his own like it wouldn't be an existing franchise is what i'm oh like, yeah he yeah. would make like like a bright burn type thing yeah where it's like, like he would make like his that, own not, yeah. and like you know like just how like he made his own vampire story he would make yeah. his own superhero story that probably doesn't on face value look like a lot like a superhero movie but would have the same theme it's like it's what M. Night Shyamalan did with Glass and Unbreakable and Split it's like he made his own trilogy in a a superhero way but with his own spin on it in his world so I'd say don't rule it out but it's definitely not but you're not gonna see him no you're never gonna see a Marvel Spider-Man no No, it's not happening and that's fine and that's the thing it's like maybe that just doesn't suit certain directors certain directors who have done more 
sort of critically acclaimed serious work have done a Marvel movie, but then, you know, go off and do something else. Like the director of Black Panther, Ryan Coogler, has done a lot of indie films, and he's a, he's a very passionate filmmaker. But, hey, he just decided, hey, I would love to do this. Great, I did it. Now I'm done. I'm going to do made, something else. He made a ton of money. He made a ton of money now. and went off. Well, that is, to me, that's, that's the way to do it. Like if I was an experienced film director but was really interested in doing my own work, I would do a Marvel movie. Because I'd have all the money to do my own work from that point on for the rest of my life. Well, that's why Robert pa- – this is what I got a little bit angry about in terms of – not angry, but, like, have feelings about with the whole Robert Pattinson debate about how people are like, he was in Twilight. He's not a good actor. He was – he made the best career move as, like, an 18-year-old. Oh, do, and do that early. Yeah. Like, he made a buttload of money. He hated – making that movie yeah. every minute. And there's no secret. In any promotional videos, he says point blank, he is not having a good time. But he sucked it up, made what, four, I think there's four movies in the there's franchise. four movies, yeah. Made a buttload of money, and now he's so loaded, he can do whatever, whatever he, wants. he wants. And he's been doing whatever he wants since then. And yet, people are fixated on the fact that when he was 18, he was in a Twilight movie. Are you telling me that if you were 18 and someone handed you, you know, a check for a hundred million dollars yeah. or whatever, right? And they said for the next four years, you gotta have to be yeah. a doofus, but you know, after that, yeah. there's your money. Every and- single human being on this planet would say yes to that. I don't of care course. if anyone said it doesn't matter, money will always, always He talk. wasn't selling out. He made a, a brilliant career move, whoever his agent was. Smart. Yeah. Brilliant agent. And, you know, he did one Harry Potter movie, went on, or two, I guess, went on to do these Twilight movies, whatever. Wildly, wildly successful. Good for him. Now let him make Batman, okay? And that's the thing is, like, he, most people who may have those comments have never seen any of his other work. And he has done a lot. Like, his yeah. IMDb is filled. He he used, he was doing a movie, uh, maybe only one a year because these movies are very intense. But every year since Twilight has ended, he's done a movie. He's steadily worked. And... I would say, you know, in what I've seen him in, he's been doing a good job. Yeah, and I've yeah, and I've only ever seen I think three, two, two movies of his, and he's been he was great in both of them. So I, I that's the thing. I I was one of the first people who were like I'm not worried about him as Batman. No, like no. acting wise, he'll do. It. He has to gain muscle. He cannot be skinny and tiny. And, and he's Batman. not the first actor to have to gain weight. Like oh my gosh, for people to be like he doesn't have the bill. He'll gain he'll gain the weight. Well, look at yeah, Ben Affleck. He was yeah. a fat Batman, and no yeah. one lost their <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no one lost their mind over that. And the thing about you know Robert Pattinson is not the only one who made those types of good decisions. Like even like on a lesser scale, someone like Zac Efron did three high school musical movies, and now has gone on and to now has gone on a great, great career. career. Does whatever he wants. You know what's interesting? Um, maybe it's because Robert Pattinson hasn't been as like high profile, but I find that Kristen Stewart doesn't get the same slack like people take her more seriously as an actress i think it's because and even though not still not a lot of people saw it more people did there was that movie that was french that she was in that she won the like french equivalent of an oscar for and even like people i know who are film people but still like they've i can't something marie something like yeah she like is the assistant of an yes, aging and French I, and I, actress. And I, and I watched it, and I didn't think it was I that good. I don't think she's that good. Uh, no, but everyone went crazy over it, and even even like people I know who like the people who like introduced me to that film were aren't, aren't major film people, but like film right. had heard of it. So I think there's just from the people who are critical of people, enough of them I think have seen her in enough things to be like, oh, she's actually pretty good because she also did a movie, uh, a road trip movie with two other young actors in it and she was they it was quite good and she was decent in it i can't remember the name of it oh um, um they made a re they made like a biopic of on the road yes with yes Jack, yes that was Kat it Kira. that was it and and i actually thought it was decent and and i think that maybe she, there's just one no she is like, no i honestly i i don't think she's been great in, i think robert pattinson is a far superior actor and Kristen Stewart. She like always looks like she has sour grapes in her mouth. And it was her her hosting Saturday Night Live was like the worst thing I've ever seen. Her monologue was terrible. Cringe. Just 
She's very, I don't know, I, I have a problem with her just personality-wise. But yeah, I find she's one note. Like, I don't think she's an actor who can do multiple things. Whereas Robert Pattinson, I think, is an actor with layers to him. So I feel like there's more he can do. Did you see the new Charlie's Angels? No. I, I thought, don't want to. I mean, I don't it know how much so bad. time we have left. We have a little bit of time, so we that's why we're kind of... Yeah. Um, and poor, what's her name, who who directed it? Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. She's gunning for it. She's like, this is going to be the new whatever. But I think it's weird casting. It, yeah, it's a strange cast. Both of the different types of trailers I've seen, I, I was not into. Like, it didn't make me laugh. It wasn't very interesting. The action I didn't look think was very good. It looked very one note and, and just general. It bombed at the box office. Oh yeah, and 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 I know Elizabeth Blank Banks like being a statement and like blames men for it or whatever. But she's like, like, how we have forty Spider Man? Why can't we have be, another? Honestly, Charlie's and Angel. I know people don't like to hear this and they don't want to admit it, but it's 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 the quality of the work. I don't think the trailer looked good enough for me to want to see and it. And to be fair, the middle Spider-Man, no one talks about. Oh, no, no. They talk, no, they talk <laughs> so like, about the ones now. Yeah, we've, yeah. We, we've had 40 Spider-Man, yeah. but not... There's been lots of... People just don't remember, and because we're sort of not programmed to, to have nuance and things, there's lots of superhero movies that bomb. Just right oh, now, yeah. we, we have a Marvel franchise, franchise that's, that's, so good. that's so good. But uh, there's most of the DC movies that are not named Joker... Um, bombed financially. Um, even Aquaman did not make back the money they wanted it to. Um, Wonder Woman did very well, but then there's a lot. The Justice League was a complete failure in terms of the amount of money they wanted to bring in. So again, it's just it's the nuance that exists, and I I understand what she's trying to say, but it's such a surface reaction that makes turns argument, me off more. Her argument before people saw the movie saying like, "Why do we need a char- another Charlie's Angels?" That argument I buy like. Well, why do we need another Spy- Spider-Man, right? Like, yeah. that that argument, I just okay. didn't know people were even asking that. Like, I, when I saw the first preview, I didn't ask why we need another Charlie's no, Angels. I didn't either. It's, it's good. It's been enough time. But maybe it that's her sense. way. She's yes. blaming, like, yes, oh, she's... people are saying, like, we've had too many. Even though I agree with you, like, that didn't seem to be the case. Like, if it was a good... If Charlie's it was a, yeah, if it was a good if it was a good Charlie's Angels, I mean, like the the new Men in Black movie just bombed, um, and it, again, it's like it's we, not good. We didn't need no, we didn't an- need that, and we didn't need that. <laughs> but again, it it bombed because it's not good, and I get what's going on. But Elizabeth Banks, unfortunately, has fallen into the same trap that a lot of filmmakers are falling into, where all they're going off of is nostalgia and original I, different IPs. The one thing I will say about Spider-Man is they're not remakes of previous Spider-Man movies. They are new stories stories with the same character. Like, I don't think the Goblin is in the new ones. No. He was only in the first. He was only in the first three. (laughs) All three of them, but yeah. But But not again. You know, like, it was was, um, the Tobey Maguire ones. Tobey Maguire ones, But, like, then with the new Spider-Man. Yeah, the Tom Holland ones. Well, no, I'm talking about, like, the middle Spider-Mans that no one talks about. Oh, oh, uh, um... Yes. What's his name? Yeah, we don't <laughs> Andrew even know. Garfield. Andrew um, Garfield. <laughs> different villain, though, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Now the the Goblin made an appearance in his second movie near the uh. end, but it was terrible. Uh, that movie was awful. Uh, but uh, no, I 100% agree with you, and and that's the thing that I don't think Elizabeth Banks is getting, and the thing that I'm really disappointed. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I'm switching gears a little bit. But I'm a little disappointed that Greta Gerwig, her next movie is Little Women. Because, yes, that, that we haven't had anything for Little Women in a long time. Yeah, since, like, the 90s. But we had a movie in the 90s. It's a book everyone knows. It's a little, like, when I saw that she directed – because when I saw the preview, I was like, oh, this looks interesting. But then when I saw that she directed I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, Greta Gerwig was an independent filmmaker where I was like, okay, I didn't like Lady Bird. No. But I enjoy her writing. I think she's interesting. She did another movie that I liked better. And I was like, okay, like you're you're doing the interesting one she things. Started? Yes, the one she was in. And I was like, okay, you're at least you're doing independent stuff and you're interesting and you're winning, you're getting awards claim. Like you're gonna be the one who's gonna renaissance new things. And her next thing is Little Women. Now maybe she's doing the same I thing know. where it's like, I wanna make my w- money and go off or and do something else. Or maybe this is her favorite childhood story. And that could be true. I'm not like completely against remaking like literary classics every once mm. in a while. You know, like, are we due for a new Dracula Hollywood? Yes. 
Well, we've but, cast it. <laughs> we, we've brought me, several suggestions. Call me up. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. Like, my problem isn't so much about Little Women. I, but I am with you. I wish we were seeing new stories. Do yeah. we necessarily need a new Little Woman? It's that whole, like, fear of taking a risk to yes. tell new stories. Yes. I think that's what um, it is. Yeah. I think they've put together a fairly good cast for Little Women. Oh, I'm not saying that. I, I actually will see this movie. It and looks, I'm interested and to see getting, this movie. It's generating yeah. some pretty good yeah. buzz. I don't know if it's had early releases or maybe just. Uh, Probably just critics. screeners for critics um, yeah. but like the the things that are coming out that i'm reading seems fairly positive uh, yeah and, um, and i'm definitely going to check it out and there's a lot of great people in it and i i have high hopes for it i guess i was just thinking for her i wish i had seen something out of her that was another new independent thing that's what i was expecting and hoping for my unpopular opinion for the episode is that Emma Roberts is in the cast, and I was kind of hoping she would peter out. We would move away from, because that's another young woman who I don't think is that great of an actress. No, I no, I I haven't really seen. I didn't think she was a really good Belle at all. No, no, no. There's some other great. Um, um, uh, oh my God, what's the main girl's name who's in freaking everything now? Sarah. Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. Saoirse Ronan is, is fantastic and I'm she's really... A, she's I'm, one of the best young actors that are is working right now and she yeah. is in Little Woman. And her and Timothy Chalamet have great chemistry yeah. so I think him being in it makes like, like, again, like that combo is great. It's good casting. I yeah. just don't, like, I don't really get the Emma Roberts I don't stuff. remember enough about Little Women to know like which character she's like which playing sister or she what. is because I, I other than the fact that I know Saoirse Ronan is Joe. One dies of like consumption, so maybe she's yes, the one, one of the one of the four. Dies. I thought the youngest one does. No, she's uh, the youngest I mean, this one. Spoiler: then... She's the the youngest one will end up with Timothy. The youngest. The Timothy ends up with Timothy. He is like in love with the free spirited one. He plays one. Lori. Yeah. Okay. Lori is in love with this free spirited one, which who is rejects Joe. him. Rejects him. And, and so he ends up with, ends up with the youngest one because he's like, well, if I can't marry you, I want to at least be in the family. And I think Florence Pugh plays the other sister who like gets married in it and is like ready to go off. And do whatever. Yeah, She's like the normal. painter or artist one. Yeah. Um, and then there's like one that stays at home and dies. Who hopefully fingers which crossed I think will be Emma. Is it either Emma? Yeah. Either. Either her, Emma Watson. Yes, yes, I've been saying, but Emma, I also don't like Emma Roberts. Yeah, <laughs> but Emma Watson. Yeah, um, the one who's not famous, who like the actress who isn't famous, yeah, plays the other one. one. That, yeah, she'll be she'll the, one, be the, the one, one that dies. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, I don't. Again, I don't. I never read Little Women, but I believe. I saw I've the seen one them. with Winona Ryder yeah. and um, Christian Bale. Christian Bale plays Laurie. Yeah, Christian in the Bale's 90s in it. One. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I have uh, there's like a young. very famous and she just got a star on the walk of fame and said finally uh, uh from the, a young blonde from the 90s yeah she was in bring it on she's in interview with the vampire kristen dunce yeah kristen dunce is in it i'm pretty sure she plays the young a young i haven't one. seen this i just thought i had seen because that's the 90s sure version. Christian Bale, yeah christian bale plays, maybe, i yeah. just don't remember maybe so it was like the cast of the 90s yes yeah and now this is going to be the, the cast, cast of, of the 2020. So, yeah, pretty decent. Like, like even like um, Meryl Streep's in it. Oh, and, yeah. And um, Laura Dern is in it. And uh, some guy plays sort of an older dude who, who's been an actor for a long time. I can't remember his name, but I can see his face. He'll probably you know, marry Joe. He, hmm? He'll probably marry Joe, right? Does she get married in She gets it? married to a much older man. Oh, okay. In the, oh, maybe he's that's like a who bohemian. he plays. She yeah. marries like a bohemian. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So I just ruined the whole plot of Little Women. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but come on. It's, it's a one of those famous <laughs> book that's been out there. Like, even though I haven't read the book, I know everything that happens you know, in Little You Women. know who the like, characters are. We'll put a little spoiler thing when we announce the episode. <laughs> we'll just put it in the description. Like, it's But this fine. was a good preview because it's going to be – I'm pretty sure it's coming out Christmas time. Yes, it will be. And I do think it will be in the awards discussion. Oh, and Because it's coming out around Christmas. It's kind of the counter-programming release for for star wars like yeah. having something different out there which is great the lady movie for yeah the boy movie. hey i'm gonna go see both i don't care yeah. i am not i will see but that both is what happily the, that was what the studio execs were thinking. oh i'm sure i'm sure it is oh i that's exactly their thinking <laughs> um but there you go that brings us to the end of another episode just a quick note um to what's coming up next right we have three kind of three weeks going between uh 
other than Star Wars, obviously, between now and, and the end of 2019. So next week, as we mentioned, Star Wars episode as we preview things. The week of the 17th will be kind of a normal episode. We'll, like, I'll have, we'll have seen something, and we'll be talking about it from there. But then we get into the uh, – for Christmas Eve. The holiday. The holiday. We, the 24th, we're doing a holiday Christmas episode. So keep in mind that that will be a pre-recorded but fun Lots of suggestions. Uh, it will oh, yeah. be coming out on Christmas Eve. And then the 31st, we'll be doing our best movies and worst movies of 2019. Because that's exactly what you're going to be doing on the 24th, sitting around the Yuletide fireplace listening to us. Absolutely. We hope, so. we hope so. We hope so. I absolutely hope that's Get what people are doing. Get the turkey out. Get the turkey out. Enjoy us the old radio. talking about something. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's our next four weeks. Star Wars next week. Kind of a regular episode on the yeah. 17th. And then you get our Christmas, Christmas special and our end of year. And then Wrap we're up. back. By the time we're at the 7th, we'll be back. It'll be to, 2020. Yeah, 2020 and watching movies. And the Oscar countdown will begin. <gasps> Go see some movies. <laughs>